Hey, what's happening, guys? It's Chijo K, and I'm just checking in to give a review on the new Frank Ocean album, Blonde. So, uh, it, it finally happened. It's been years since, uh, since the teasing of this album for a while. It's been to this since 2012. At least I was talking a little bit in depth on what was going on with the album and the, pretty much the promotion and everything for it, at least on the last review for Endless, the visual album. But pretty much this is the culmination of all of it. He'd come out before and he'd said that he was putting out two versions of it, which actually ends up showing through for this album. I also ended up catching it as well, though, because I pointed out on the other review for Endless that it actually ended up pointing out as saying, Blonde, Boys Don't Cry. And so that ended up, Blonde ended up being the name for this album. On the album cover, it's being stylized as B-L-O-N-D. But at least through Apple Music, it's being shown as being Blonde with an E at the end. So it's kind of being mixed up. And then even on the banners that they have as well on the iTunes store, basically showing up on Frank Ocean's page and everything as well, that is still showing up as being B-L-O-N-D-E. So... It's uh yeah, it's a it's it's good to at least be able to see that this music was able to come out, especially after what he had set up with Endless and what he was basically taking from there and what he was pretty much kind of setting up from that whole thing as well. Right after he ended up putting out Endless on Friday, he ended up dropping the video for one of the singles that ended up being on Blonde. It was actually the intro track, which is called Nike's. And that one really uh the video for it, at least in it showed so many different images in it. Showed so many different people, uh, showed people in the party setting, showed him as well on stage with like a suit with glitter on and showed so much different imagery, like him in front of a car, like uh, whatever drink pretty much he was sipping on. And then kind of just uh, pretty much kind of showed through Elisa, gave a little bit of what it was talking about through the lyrics and everything as well. So it actually kind of ends up carrying that vibe a little bit over from Endless where he would contort his vocals a little bit. The instrumental was pretty similar to what we've at least heard from Frank before in his music. Uh, and then also changes up eventually, even uh, as he goes from a sing-songy style with like really pitched up. The vocals were really pitchy and like more high pitched and everything as well, like to start off with and him singing. And then eventually goes into the mold of him singing without that pitched up voice and then starts with him basically going into a rap to end out the song and there are apparently three different versions of the song out right now there's one for the video that's up on apple music that's a different one that i think actually has an extended verse at least uh through the rapping and then there's the one that ends up making the apple music exclusive one and the one on the itunes store which is a little shorter still ends up equaling out to a pretty long song and a pretty lengthy but still a little bit shorter than the original and then there's also another version that actually features a rap verse from japanese rapper ko and that's spelled k-o-h-h he's basically getting his bars off for the last like minute and a half i think of the song and so that one ends up being set up because apparently frank ended up setting up pop-up shops in certain cities pretty much around the world i think it ended up being like four cities like la london New York, and then I I know at least there's another one that was ended up being set up as well, just where he ended up giving off the album through a magazine that he'd been teasing for about a year now because he'd shown that he was going to actually have a magazine in addition with the album as well. So it looks like the album is called Blonde, and then the magazine is called Boys Don't Cry. So he put out, it looks like the first issue of it, and I guess the third volume, which ends up equaling out to this being his third project as well his third official project, but it ends up having a different track listing pretty much from the one that ends up being on Apple Music. So the pop-up shop version ends up having 12 tracks, 
And the 10 of those tracks that are actually on there end up being included on the Apple Music version, except for two, which are Mitsubishi Sony and Easy. And I know Easy hasn't really been confirmed on anything yet. Nobody's really popped up anything with that yet. But at least with Mitsubishi Sony, apparently people are saying that the lyrics match up exactly with the song Higgs, which is a track you hear at the very end of the Endless video. So at least in taking that that techno style with it and kind of going from there, but it is a matching up and it also is reordered on the Papa version as opposed to the Apple Music version too. So it's a, it's a little different, but just breaking down, at least going into the actual review of the album and just uh, after a few listens and taking it in as well, it ends up still delving into a lot of the views that Frank had been talking about in his music before, whether it be youth, and growing up and kind of learning lessons from being a teenager, being a kid and kind of observing stuff or whether it be in love and the relationships that he's been in and kind of taking it from that as well. And just his view on what exactly he took from those relationships as well. And then, he, I mean, he, he still talks a little bit like even on Nike's, he uh, he says, rest in peace to ASAP Yams. He says, rest in peace to even Trayvon Martin, that he also looks just like him and that they have at least those visuals and those looks as well. And uh, and also rest in peace, of course, to the great Pimp C. It, it just didn't kind of take into so little views here and there as well. And then he also brings in other artists to kind of serve as really instruments to what he's ultimately trying to do. So in just taking the broad scheme of stuff, I've already talked about Nikes and well, at least what that was as well. Ivy ends up being the next track on the iTunes store and then the Apple Music version as well. That one really delves with him more so being a kid and being a teenager and kind of being young, but also dealing with the highs of being in love at that point too. And just basically what he took away from that relationship as well. Another track that I, I this is probably uh, my personal favorite on the album is pink and white, uh, which features additional vocals and background vocals from Beyonce by what I at least took away from it. And even when I first heard it, it seems like Tyler, the creator was a primary producer behind it. I know there's a guitar riff as well. I don't know if he contributed to that as well, but I can tell the keys were definitely him and how he at least was able to do it because it was just more piano keys and it's kind of still at least it sounds really similar at least because he takes from really the school of Pharrell and how he puts together uh, his compositions and how he does stuff but I thought all in all like that was just a beautiful track and it really deals with starts off with really the highs pretty much of a relationship and then as soon as you even get into the chorus it kind of basically deals with the lows as well and just basically how he's dealt with the relationships in the past that he's had as well and it's like you've had this blossoming love as well but then it all ends up kind of going downhill from there and pretty much it, it could plateau at some point though so he's just giving his take pretty much on it be yourself which ends up being kind of just an interlude it ends up coming from the aspect i don't know if it's personally his mom who's talking but it's coming from a mother who's basically saying like hey stay away from these bad influences stay away from doing these drugs stay away from this kind of stuff and be true to yourself and what you're doing if you know you don't need to be doing something don't do it so it kind of ends up leading well into solo which takes on so many different plays of the word solo. And it really gives different views on whether you're needing or wanting to basically do things by yourself, the things that you feel a need to do by yourself, the feel the things that you feel you'll have to do by yourself, just taking on so many different aspects of it and just kind of dealing with that lonesome nature in a sense, but also kind of taking away from what exactly how it creates you and how it makes you as a person as well uh and then of course that one and which becomes a very much a theme throughout both endless and blonde is that there's a lot of like mixing of rapping and singing as well and how he contorts his vocals and how he does stuff as well on it 
And then on Skyline 2, <laughs> apparently Kendrick Lamar is featured on this track. I personally didn't really hear the parts where he was. I've heard ad-libs, but it doesn't fully sound like Kendrick on it. There may be another version out there that also has like a verse from him. And so at least in taking that in, but that was also a pretty dope song as well. It kind of deals with just the vices that people use in their relationships and how each moment these vices pretty much are important to that person pretty much. And at least in Frank's case and how he's at least using himself as an example, but pretty much how you feel is like, all right, it ends up either being pretty important or it ends up being fleeting and not as important and how you end up using it. Self-Control, the track which features Young Lean and Austin Feinstein, which I think he contributes vocals to like singing towards the end, ends up pretty much taking on Frank discussing his urges that could impact his relationship with who he's seeing at the moment and really how they can influence him for the better or for worse as well. And basically in losing their self-control and what they're wanting to do as well. And then the ending bridge really is constructed super well. The one that I'm at least seeing is uh, done by Austin Feinstein is constructed really well. It's wonderful. And it's a great way to actually piece together that part of the song and bridge over into the rest of it as well. Nights was a track that I really liked production wise it ends up taking two parts of a, a song, pretty much it's a two-parter song, and the lyrics basically discuss like situations you would get in yourself at night, whether they be ominous, whether they be glorious, whether it, it just taken in in different aspects, and it ends up kind of, it ends up taking on that theme pretty much of the album where these highs and these lows pretty much of what's going on. Solo Reprise is actually, has no Frank on it at all, it actually has Andre 3000, so you got three stacks to do this one, and pretty much it's kind of, Andre venting it's it's just Dre going in and venting pretty much on what he's seen throughout his livelihood and especially throughout his career his rap career as he started off as a young gun kind of getting and uh, as a young bull kind of getting his own thing going and now really being one of the OGs and like being that old head who's like looking in and kind of seeing like what the game has become and kind of taking it and I know he's uh seen pretty much where he's had influence on the game and even where there's been lack thereof of his influence where he brings up whether lyrics are being written by people or not, and just how the game's going nowadays, pretty much from there. Pretty Sweet is a pretty, it's a it's a fairly short song, it's two and a half minutes, but I think it only ends up having about around two minutes of vocals, and it's pretty much uh, just really deals with the sweet moments in life, that's pretty much what it is, it's not very much to it, it uses less to say more in a sense, and then they also bring in a children's choir to pretty much end out the song, which also kind of ends it out pretty well too. Close to You, which ends up being really a track that it's sampling pretty much the carpenters close to you it's stevie wonder's version of it and how what he did in his rendition and then frank uses a vocoder to pretty much kind of channel it off as well that's also a much shorter track as well but yeah just kind of being able to lean on somebody in a distraught moment and just taking away pretty much from there and like what you really want in a relationship and taken from that as well white ferrari which uh ends up being a track that was actually teased a while back at least in uh in being released and i know people have been talking about it like a, a little less than a year ago and saying that it was supposed to be released and it ended up not being but it ended up making this project so he's personally looking back at the time when he was 16 years old and really the bright spots in his relationship and looking at how naive and mature he was at points though but how happy that relationship personally made him and then the second part of the song actually ends up slowing down production with the vocals and everything as well. And it has him looking back not so fondly on the relationship and also really seeing how it ended up leaving a scar on him, per se. Kind of still taking on the same exact theme that really you end up seeing throughout the album of just the highs and lows 
of pretty much what are going on too and I uh what he's I'm sure been experiencing throughout his life and even recently as well Siegfried which actually I thought was a really deep and really good track which takes from the Norse mythology of Siegfried and pretty much in how brave he was and just uh, how he takes it and really takes a a really good spin on it in saying that he's not very brave and really taking uh, how you have to have your own responsibility for your own livelihood and not really allow others that are saying other things and naysayers as well to like judge exactly how you do your thing that you should actually go about how you're doing it and be judgment free upon yourself and how you go about it. So I thought that was actually a pretty good way to take it and really taking control. Godspeed, I really feel like was more of the actual like finale to the album because even though in all these highs and these lows that he's talking about he's basically wishing his former like romantic relationships and everybody as well that he's been involved with he's like all right godspeed like i wish you guys the best hope everything's good uh like all all is well and just in taking away from that and so uh that was a fitting end to be able to cap off that and futura free which deals with frank basically kind of that's the actually actually the finale for the album deals with him basically kind of looking back on his relationships over time looking back on like where he's come from basically working a minimum wage job and then being like i don't want to do this i like it's and looking back and having a conversation with his mom and pretty much saying like it's crazy that these guys are paying me like near a mill to come up here and basically vent like this is therapy for me and they're paying me to do it and kind of taking that and then just the people that he's actually had relationships with or over time with and people who've been hitting his line about stuff pretty much uh and then that ends off around the four and a half minute mark close to the five minute mark or so and the final part ends up ending out with him and they kind of skew the like at least kind of contort the vocals a little bit on that but it's basically giving an interview with like his boy sage and like him and pretty much kind of them just answering like questions like pretty much that you would end up just like you'd end up being asked by an interviewer but kind of taking like a funny turn on it as well but all in all like just in taking this project together and taking in like what he's been doing the the culmination of it was was well worth it in that sense I, i mean i could bypass the trolling and all that stuff and kind of everything before but the rollout for it was actually pretty well done in the fact that he ended up basically dropping two albums two albums worth of material one ended up being visually and it ended up being about 18 tracks and this one ended up being 17 tracks and really ends up more being i guess 18 tracks again because this easy track is probably either something that was on endless or it's a newer track too that we haven't heard yet so he gave a bunch of material for people to hold over on it the production on this was great between this and endless it was really good in how he was able to construct it and put it together you still sense the growth in like what he's basically talking about and what he's dealing with, even though he's dealing with some of the same issues and pretty much in what the material he's talking about in his music, like he still captures it well and you still sense that growth and how he's able to convey it, the production enables, he's able to use it, how he's able to layer each song as well. So all in all, like I think this holds its own weight. It'll hold down for a while and it honestly has a lot of lasting power. And uh, I definitely think it's worth a look because it's a solid project. So uh, yeah, you guys go ahead and check out that project whenever you can. Take care. Peace.